0: I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho. Santa Claus is here. Huddle up. You got to build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here.
1: What's going on, Raider Nation? Thank you so much for joining us for another episode, a special episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast, bringing you instant analysis from the first three rounds of the 2019 NFL draft, joining us today, Tyler, for the very first time. I think it's only fair that you introduced the brains behind the operation. Tyler, take it away.
0: We have on our show today, as promised, Courtney Birch hailing from Utah State University. <laughs> Occupational therapist extraordinaire at the hospital in Logan, Utah. Mr. Courtney Birch, how the heck are you?
2: I'm doing great. It's great to finally be on the pod with you guys. I know it's been a while, and I promised, and here I am.
0: For Whoa, in front, how does it feel to be talking in front of the millions and millions of
2: E oh, fans? Oh, it's great! I listen to the show every week, but it's finally time to get on the show. Yes,
1: awesome, it is. awesome. Well, I tell you what, Raider Nation, be ready because I have a feeling there are going to be a ton of wrestling references here being bantered about between Courtney and Tyler, uh, with myself stuck in the middle. Of all that uh, flim-flam. But before we get any further and into these first three rounds of the draft, we just want to say really quickly, you want to be on the show? Give us a call, 208-557-9771. Leave us a voicemail. Give us your thoughts on the draft. Let us know what you think. Or hit us up on Twitter, at Behind Patch on Twitter. Shoot us a DM. Man, give us a follow. We'll follow you back more than likely. And um, uh, shoot us a message. Uh, give us your take if you want to remain anonymous. We'd like to read it on the show. We'll talk about it. Good, bad, the ugly. We don't care, man. We'll, we love to talk about it. We'll enjoy interacting with Raider Nation. Also, find us on Facebook at Behind the Eye Patch. I guess there's no at there with the uh, Facebook, but just find us uh, behind the eye patch, the group or the page on Facebook. You can shoot us a direct message there as well with any questions or comments you want read on the show. We will talk about it. Gentlemen, it is Friday night. We're wrapping up rounds two and three of the 2019 NFL Draft. and It is finally here. What do you guys think thus far? Give me a grade. Give me a grade to the first three rounds for the Oakland Raiders, starting with you, Tyler.
0: I tweeted out today that our grades mean absolutely jack squat. <laughs> so that you're means you can grade it now. You're per, you're putting me on the spot and making me look like a hypocrite. Um I, I guess maybe we should first go over who we drafted. At number four, we took Cleveland Farrell, defensive end from Clemson University. At number twenty-four, we took Josh Jacobs, a running back. Out of the University of Alabama. And then at 27, we took a safety, uh, Jonathan Abram from Mississippi State. And then in the second round, we traded back twice and grabbed Trayvon Mullen, a cornerback once again, from the University of Clemson. I like all four picks, Micah. I was a little shocked at the Cleveland Farrell pick. I think yeah. a lot of people were. Um, you know, we filled the need. Allegedly, we had a need. I don't know if Raider Nation knows this, but we needed a defensive end. And, oh, really? Yeah, we needed to generate a pass rush is what I've been told for many, ah, a, okay. for many a month. And we addressed that at the number four pick. I was hoping it would be Josh Allen um but i'm not mike mayock nor am i john gruden and i'm just a nobody sitting on the sideline drinking orange vanilla coke and uh but i i like the farrell pick i'm not a huge fan of the josh jacobs pick uh not because of him personally but just because uh i don't know i i think You can find running backs later in the draft. And then uh, I really liked the Jonathan Abram pick. I really liked the Trayvon Mullen pick. I'm going to give a solid B. Let's give a solid B to this draft. Not that that means anything to anybody, but that's the great I'm going to give it. Also, I apologize. All of a sudden, my voice is gone tonight, and I don't know why. So.
1: You've been screaming at the draft is what's happening. Allegedly. you were disappointed we traded out of that 35th pit call. Birch, man, give us your thoughts on what's happened so far through three rounds.
2: Oh, well, not going to lie. I was driving home from the soccer game during the first round, first pick, and I had it playing on my dashboard. Probably not the safest thing to do. However... (laughs) When the pick came across with Cleveland Farrell, I'm not going to lie, I immediately turned my phone off. I was a little upset. I thought maybe, you know, he's a little high to, to pick him right there, Most probably just like most of Raider Nation. However, now that I thought about it, saw some, some tape on him, I mean, he's a great leader, comes from a championship winning team. I mean, he has the production. I think that's a solid pick. Unlike my compadre, Tyler, I I think Josh Jacobs is going to be a great pick. I know there's probably some other needs um, that we could have picked there. But uh, according to the so-called analysts, he's the number one running back available. And we know John Gruden's an offensive guy, and he went out and got his guy. So it's a good pick. I do like Abrams. He's a thumper. Um, he brings the a, brings a hammer just like Carl Joseph. He's a little little short, but right. so are all the other safeties <laughs> that we have. So it's okay. He fits right yeah. in. And then <laughs> For real. same thing with Trayvon Mullen. He's a bigger corner, um, has the production as well. I mean, I think it's when you first ask the question, what kind of a grade you give the Raiders for this first round? I or overall? I would agree with Tyler. that's the first that came to my mind as a B.
1: B I like it. I like it. Yeah, you know, kind of the with the Cleveland Farrell, it's funny because this is a guy that back in December was was a fairly a general consensus top 10 pick. And for whatever reason, I'm not sure why. I haven't heard the reports, Tyler. Maybe you could fill me in on this. But he's kind of slid out a favor a little bit. Um, And I think it's been with the rise of guys like Josh Allen. Um, uh, But this was a guy, I mean, months ago, Tyler, we were talking about this. This was one of the guys I slated. I wanted Oakland to pick early rounds. I wanted that Cleveland Farrell pick for Oakland. (laughs) And. Tyler, what in the world are you eating, man? We're we're doing this phone call through Skype. And what in heaven's name is that?
0: It's a, it's a salami wrap cheese stick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I apologize, Radio Nation. That threw me for a loop. I mean, oh good heavens. But it doesn't help, this is all. We're doing this through videos skype so it just helps the process okay wait i have i have a thought
2: i had a question that i've thought about with going back to cleveland Farrell. sorry to cut you off micah no Um, you're fine do you think do you guys think his production at clemson was in part due to his abilities or the surrounding core of the defensive line there at clemson because that that defensive line was a monster they've all gone
1: Right, right. Well, yeah, the, what, what was it? They had, uh, I believe, three of those guys were picked in the first yeah. round, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think, gosh, that's a good question. I mean, we're looking, I was looking at stats. Junior year, here's kind of one of the things I saw that maybe stood out a little bit more between him and Josh Allen. Josh Allen had seven sacks his junior year. Then getting to his senior year, it also jumps to 17. Sophomore year, I don't think he had any sacks. Um, Farrell, uh, j- uh, sophomore year, had six sacks junior year had nine and a half senior year, 11 and a half also go along with those. I think it was 18 and a half tackles for a loss his junior year. And it was like 21 and a half tackles for a loss or 22 tackles for a loss his senior year. So the production I feel like with Farrell continue, it was like, it was steady. It was consistent with what you saw, like his time on the field now, I do think though that that's a valid question. I do think it's a little bit of both. I think having those, I mean, the Maulers that that uh, that the Clemson Tigers had on the inside of that line definitely help Farrell to be able to you know create one on one situations for Farrell to be able to come off the edge and you know work one on one. But I think with who Oakland has right now, and Hankins, P.J. Hall, and Hurst, I think that's favorable. For Farrell, because I think he's going to get a fairly decent shake as far as kind of what we've seen that he's gotten, you know, that he got with Clemson. I think you are, I think I fully expect Hurst to develop into um, maybe even a top 10, top 12 defensive tackle in the league, if not better than that. Uh, PJ Hall, I think is going to be excellent as well. Um, So I think... Uh, so to, I guess to answer your question, I think it's a little bit of both. Just watching his film, I watched probably five, six Clemson-Tiger games throughout the season, including, obviously, the national title game. And Farrell just owned just owned his man. Uh, I, I mean, the whole Clemson defensive line owned Alabama's offensive line from start to finish in that game. Um, and Farrell was a big part of that, was a big part of that. So um, I still like that pick, whereas – somebody like Josh Allen again and this was a good point that was brought up with Josh Allen Josh Allen plays in a 3-4 defense Farrell is a more of a 4-3 it's what we see Oakland play in so pick a guy like Josh Allen while maybe the athleticism and maybe the ceiling is higher with a guy like Josh Allen if he doesn't fit the scheme you're kind of you got a you know square peg round hole scenario I think but I think Farrell just drops right into Oakland's defensive scheme with that 4-3 scheme. And I think that's going to be great. So that's my that's my take on it anyway. Tyler, you, you got any thoughts on that?
0: I do. If you listen to – oh, man, I sound like a, a 13-year-old boy going through <laughs> puberty. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: you do. this is awesome. Uh, this is, honestly this podcast. This is probably going to
0: be our best episode ever. Um, if you listen to the press conference with Mayock and Gruden yesterday after round one, it was available last night around 1130. I listened, I watched it live, and then I listened to it again today. Cleveland Farrell was the engine that made that defensive line run, and so I believe he has the skill. I do believe that the players around him helped him, but like Micah said, we've got Hall. Hankins, Jelly, Hurst, in and the Forgotten Man, and all of that is Eddie Vander does. Um, right, we've got we've got those guys on the interior of the line who I think are going to open up the edge for Key, and now for Cleveland Farrell and Benson Mayowa. Um, but if you listen to Mayock, you listen to Gruden. Farrell was the guy that made that line run. I believe he will also be a leader on this line. Mayock has asked every single draft pick or has told them your pick comes with a condition. That condition is you will be a leader. And if you're not, then you know, you're gone pretty much. Right. So I think Farrell right. has the skill to do it himself, but I also think he will have a lot of help on that, on the defensive line,
1: I think I, I, that, to that point too. I feel like a lot of these picks, uh, even jumping back into like the Abrams and the uh, Mullen pick, both guys. I feel like these are like high IQ players, and and you can argue, well, high IQ or not, you know, is the you know is the production. I would definitely say a guy like Mullins, uh, you know, who hasn't allowed a single touchdown. You know, in his coverage days at Clemson, I think that that says a lot about uh, his play on the field. Um, But I like where they're going with with guys that, um, for lack of a better word, what would it would be a a maturity? It seems like in a lot of these picks. And I, I really like that, that approach. Uh, by by the Raiders and and you know going into the draft we were told there was going to be a surprise at number four for Oakland we just didn't know who it was going to be and I, I think that definitely took Raider Nation by surprise the Cleveland uh, I know it took me by surprise as well again this guy kind of been forgotten um, and it, but is really one of these guys that was kind of was a, a consensus top ten top eight pick in the draft here just a couple of months ago and. You know, if we've learned anything from the draft, I mean, I, it, I think it it's safe to say Haskins was a a a top seven, top eight general consensus pick for the quarterback position. I and ask anybody that he he was supposed to go to the Giants. Instead, he drops all the way to fifteen, goes to the Redskins. I mean, if you were to tell somebody, if you were to if you were to um, uh, present that scenario to any kind of analyst or or just beat writer you know a week ago i think Haskins goes to the Redskins i think they'd laugh you out of the building they're going to tell you there's no way Haskins gets past the Cardinals the Giants the Broncos the Dolphins heck maybe even through the Buccaneers and they're all quarterback needy teams there's no way Haskins drops that far and Jones is taken before him no way get out of here you don't know what you're talking about that just goes to show that None of these guys have big boards. None of these guys are GMs for a reason, and you just have to, you know, at the end of the day, do we trust Mayock? Do we trust Gruden or not? And I do until I see otherwise. If Farrell comes out and is a is a bust and is uh is and and we're letting him walk out of the door in three years, then you know what? Shame on Mayock. Shame on Gruden. But until then, I trust Gruden. I trust Mayock. I would give this draft because I really like actually the Josh Jacobs pickup. I told Tyler before the podcast started. I said he's a thousand yard rusher his rookie season. Mark it, write it down. Um, I really like this guy. And if we know anything about uh, Gruden offenses, he loves to the ground and pound game. And Oakland's got an offensive line that they could stay healthy. That's going to be able to open up those runways for Josh Jacobs. So uh, hear me now, believe me later, Raider Nation. Josh Jacobs thousand yards on the ground this season as a rookie. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go B plus though with the pick uh with the, through the first three rounds of the draft B plus. I like what we've done so far. Um uh So guys, with that being said, with the Raiders pick, give me what, what was the most uh put Oakland aside? What was the most maybe shocking pick to you in the first round throughout the first uh, entire first round of the draft?
2: Mm. Well, obviously, the elephant in the room is uh, old Mr. Daniel Jones to the Giants. Right. I don't get that pick. And I just had to laugh flipping through Facebook, just watching videos of all these Giants fans going berserk because their team (laughs) just, I don't know what. Maybe there's something we don't know. Like Tyler says, maybe we're just couch GMs, but I just don't see it. I think there was better players available and that that for me that's the pick that baffles me the most that high at
0: 6
1: yeah yeah tyler how about you
0: um i think i think in the second now it's <clears throat> sorry it's a second round pick but i was kind of baffled by the broncos uh their are two back-to-back picks in the second round. They went with – who? I can't remember who the first one was. Reisner. 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 Which I like that pick. And then they traded back up to get the next pick right after that. And they took, they took Drew Locke. I don't understand that pick. I mean, yeah. we were talking earlier, like when does he play? are they going to try and put him behind Joe Flacco? He gave up not a ton of stuff for Flacco, but obviously they gave up, you know, assets for Flacco. And so, I mean, are you going to see a quarterback competition or is Flacco the starter for the next two years? And you put drew lock back there to mature and, and get better. I don't understand that pick, I guess. Like, I don't think Drew Locke's going to be that great of a quarterback anyway. I'll just say that right now.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. But then, you know, I don't really understand Arizona much either because they take Josh Rosen last year, then they take Kyler Murray number one overall this year, and uh, then they ship Rosen out for a second-round draft pick and a fifth-round draft pick to Miami. Uh, I don't don't really understand that either. Like, I don't understand why they hired Cliff Kingsbury either because he was horrible at Texas Tech, got fired from there, wasn't even considered for a head coaching job in college, (laughs) and all of a sudden he's the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Just that whole thing is like, wow, how far they have fallen. In such a short time. But uh those were the picks that I thought were a little odd. Um, I was kind of sad that Montez sweat went at pick 26 to Washington. Uh yeah. that that kind of stunk. I was a little I was a little sad about that. Um but you know, other than that, I think we had a good first round. We addressed the defensive end position, we addressed running back position, we got another safety, and we got another corner. I mean, we were talking about that today, and I and and maybe we can segue this. Um, but our our corners and our secondary are starting to look pretty good. You got Carl Joseph, Eric yeah, yeah. Harris, uh, Joyner, and then you've got Nick Nelson, the rookie last year. You've got uh, the guy that came Warley. over from Detroit, Lawson.
2: Lawson yeah. Uh
0: and you've got Conley. Now you've got Mullen and Worley. And uh, that's looking looking and Abrams. And Abram. That's looking pretty stout on the back end. So I think that is shored up. <clears throat> I'd like to see us maybe pick another defensive end uh, in the in the fourth or fifth round. I'm fully expecting a fifth round linebacker at this point. And uh, yeah, I I I mean, that would be great. I I'm I'm pretty happy, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think for me the biggest uh head scratcher besides the obvious Daniel Jones. I uh, would have to be Rashawn Gary, the defensive end going to the Packers at 12 overall. You look at Gary's numbers and it's not really anything uh, to get that excited about. I believe his junior year, he had three and a half sacks his senior year. He only played in nine games, but still only amassed four and a half sacks in nine games. Uh so to take him 12 overall as far as you had brian burns there still if you wanted a defensive end you had uh, montez sweat you had um uh who else some who are some of these other guys that have gone in the second round here i'm looking um you had uh uh ben uh, oh, i forget his name ben the defensive end went to the Colts. Um, uh, so, so I mean, just – but for me, you had Sweat or Brian Burns. I would have taken either of those guys all day before Rashawn Gary. But, again, uh, that's why I'm not the GM of any football team. So we'll see how that plays out. But for me, that was, I think, probably the biggest surprise of the first round. It was kind of one of those um, – Kind of head-scratching. It was like, so you don't need anybody to pr- protect Rodgers, huh? Because I know that offensive line hasn't been that good the last couple of years. So you're going to take the 12th overall pick and take a defensive end who has very little, you know, production on paper. But there you go. There you go. That's that's how it goes for them, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, to your point, Tyler, the secondary for the Oakland Raiders, man, this is starting to look. It's starting to shore up. I guess would be a good word for it. Um, and and uh, the Jonathan Abrams pick I think that's gonna be big. Um, the Mullen I, I think that's gonna be one of those guys that starts to fit in after a little bit. Um, I, I think he'll work he'll work his way into more reps. Um, because I like who we've got right now at all the corner and the safety positions. One of the things we did talk about as far as, you know, covering some of these big tight ends, you know, we got the Broncos just got uh, uh Fant. Obviously we've got Kelsey over there in Kansas city, uh, both really big tight ends. And we really don't have any kind of safety or uh slot corner to be able to, you know, that has the size um, to be able to cover some tight ends, you know, six, five, uh, wh- how, what's, What's Fant? Isn't Fant six five six six? If I'm not mistaken, I know Kelsey's six five. Um, He's so six, I mean four, six four
0: two forty nine. Six four two forty. So so
1: I mean Mullen comes in at about six two. So I that, you know maybe you could argue that you know he could he could drop down and he'd be the closest thing to you know having any kind of length on any of these guys to be able in coverage, um, but still. Uh, you know, obviously, somebody, you know, nobody was there that uh, Gruden or Mayock liked, um, you know, to be able to to fill that void. So um, let me ask you this. Who's been the biggest surprise to fall, guys, who we've seen some of these, you know, quote, unquote, big names here. Who's been the, the, the most shocking name through three rounds to fall so far? Birch, you go first.
2: Oh, goodness. Um, I would probably say Greedy Williams. Uh, the cornerback out of LSU, I, he was in mocks and things like that before the draft. He was going late first round, uh, early second, yeah. and he fell pretty far down to to the Brownies. Um, yep. And he's already guaranteeing a Super Bowl victory this next year. So we'll see how that goes. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I think, yeah, to that. And then kind of off topic, just to go back, um, you were, we were talking about uh, the biggest shock. I think one of the biggest thing is that the Raiders didn't over reach for a player on potential in the second round. We finally drafted somebody that has the productivity and the numbers to prove right. it. So yeah. sorry, off topic.
0: No, Trayvon Mullen hasn't given up a touchdown pass in three years in the ACC. That's pretty dang good, man. Yeah. I, don't care. I don't care who you are. That's pretty dang good. Let me just <clears throat> let me just read you a list of people that are available heading into day three. Uh, Deontay Thompson, Hakeem Butler, Amani or your way. I can't say his last name. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> He's a, a corner from Penn State. Chauncey Gardner Johnson, Charles Omenihu, Amani Hooker, Kelvin Harmon, Mac Wilson, Emmanuel Hall. I think, uh, you know, I'd seen Kelvin Harmon and Hakeem Butler in the first round, uh, even early second round. And they're still sitting there going into the fourth. Um, I think Jalen Ferguson is one of those guys that fell down the draft. I had seen him mocked, you know, anywhere from 13 to 20, you know, in the top 32. And right. he fell down to the Giants. No, that was Jimenez. Uh no, he fell to the Ravens. To the Ravens. That's right. In the at the end of the third round. That one yeah. kind of shocked me as well to go along with some of those names that are still available for tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of mine that surprised me, um, you know, obviously the Greedy Williams. DK Metcalf dropping all the way to the end of the second round. But uh Damian Harris, the running, the stud running back out of Alabama, dropping all the way to the 23rd pick in the third round. You had running backs, uh obviously Josh Jacobs went before him. You had uh guys like uh Devin Singletary, David Montgomery, Daryl Henderson, uh, those were in the third round, all taken before him, um, going along with Miles Sanders. Uh, so there were quite a few other running backs taken before Damian Harrison and that kind of, that kind of surprised me, um, just because he was another one of those guys that a lot of people kind of had mocked like mid second to all the way up to like late first round pick. Um, but there were, there's a quite a crop of, uh, uh, running backs taken before him, uh, which, which I guess that would probably be my, uh, uh, surprise pick, uh, and how about, though, how about Marquise Brown being the first wide receiver off the board? That surprised me, too. Um, I mean, I know the speed's there, but he had that. Was it ankle surgery, if I'm not mistaken, in the off yeah. season,
0: Foot, I'm foot, frank, foot or injury. ankle? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Hey, I've got some uh, breaking news. Oh, boy. From uh, No, I lied. It's a fake. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> fake accounts. Uh-oh. Anyway, no, it was but, yeah. it was in Rappaport saying that the Chiefs had cut Tyreek Hill, but it was not in Rappaport. It was the fake was in Ian Rappaport. port! <laughs> I'd hate that guy. <laughs> Him and the fake Adam oh. throw me for a loop.
1: <laughs> oh, man. But Marquise Brown being the first wide receiver off, and then our man, Nikhil Harry, going to the Patriots, that... That just hurts my heart, guys, because hurts, I like Nikhil Harry. That that's been well documented. That we are <laughs> yeah. Nikhil Harry fans here at the Behind the Eye Patch Podcast. Going to the hated wide receiver, um, going to the hated uh, Patriot. Uh, I, I, you know, here really quickly. I can't believe how many people have gotten up there and said, "I've heard Chiefs Nation." I've heard Steelers Nation. I think I even heard Colts Nation as well. That is ridiculous. Where did all all these nations all of a sudden start popping up from, you know? We get a hat one year claiming Raider Nation, and all of a sudden everybody's got a horn in on that. That's ridiculous. But there's only one Amen. Amen to that. Um, It was kind of funny. The first first three picks of the draft kind of went as kind of expected. Kyler Murray, Nick Bosa— Quinn and Williams and it was like okay this is shaping up there weren't you know there were all these reports that you know all the jets were willing to trade out even the 49ers Oakland might move up to one to pick Drew Locke. I mean we heard it all it was insane um and then uh, kind of Oakland got the ball rolling with uh, with passing up on uh, Josh Allen we took a lot of flack for that but I also want to point out though that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers passed on josh allen as well could have used him as well um so if we're gonna catch flack for that uh the bucks need to catch flack for that as well if you ask me i know it's not gonna happen but for the rest of the year now we're gonna have to watch the defensive end josh allen for the jacksonville jaguars be compared to cleveland farrell um so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out because uh uh you know we're gonna hear it if if even, even if Allen has like two more sacks than Farrell does at the end of the season, um, the, the finger's going to be pointed at because Raider nation is, I feel like still kind of upset, um, about that pick. So I don't know. I don't know. I know it was a surprise, but, uh, um, you got to roll with the punches. And, and I, I, again, it filled a need. And I think that's, a, um, that, you know, that it filled a need. That was one of the biggest things like, like, uh, Birch, uh, you mentioned that we got to we, we actually picked somebody that we needed and we filled a hole and we didn't reach I felt like. And a, lot, a lot of people one of the big things with the feral pick, people are like we could got him in later rounds. Yeah, well maybe we could, maybe we could. Not. We didn't know that. I mean, we also thought that a lot of people thought we might take Rashawn Gary at four, and everybody thought that uh, Haskins would go at seven to the Giants. In fact, actually, a lot of people thought Giants would move up, maybe even trade with Oakland to get Haskins. That obviously didn't happen, so it's kind of all he said, she said at this point. And who again? Who are you going to trust? Mock people who are who are penciling out mock drafts, or your GM and your coach? So time will tell. Time will tell. So. Um, so guys going into this fourth round we got two picks in the fourth round now officially the draft rounds one through three are over we don't have to worry about oakland moving up into the third like a lot of us kind of expected um who would you like to see oakland grab in the fourth round we got a couple of picks kind of right off the bat
2: um shoot i tyler mentioned he read the list of there's a couple wide receivers that i think would i mean we could benefit from i mean. the Butler. Is it Akeem Butler? Is that what you said, Tyler? Yep. 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 Butler, and then... Oh, crap. I had a brain fart. The other Mac one. Uh, Kelvin Harmon.
0: <laughs> Kelvin Harmon.
2: Yeah, or even a linebacker. Um, yeah, I, I do like Mac Wilson. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think another edge player would be good as well. I'm not sure who out there is available that would make an impact, but... Um, yeah, I think I would, I'd would probably go, I don't know, our wide receiver. We've kind of revamped too. So, but we can always, you know, go over that again. But I think a wide receiver would be good. And with one of those first two picks.
1: I like it.
0: Tyler, what say you? Um, I like, oh, this is horrid. Uh. I like Mac Wilson.
1: Tyler, do we need to send the EMTs to your house, man? It's no. pretty rough.
0: I don't know what happened. I just all of a sudden tonight I started losing my voice, and it—it's just—it's about gone. Were you cheering that hard for the draft? No, I think it's—I <laughs> think it's from yelling at my kids or something. I don't know. Um, but I like. I think I would like another defensive end. I like Mac Wilson um, to learn from um, the core, like to learn from uh, the core of of linebackers that we have right now. Uh, but I also wouldn't mind like a, a Hakeem Butler. I in the fifth round, I'm kind of looking at Hunter Renfro. Uh, I've liked Hunter Renfro to play in the slot since we've started talking about the draft, which was, uh, I mean, I've liked him since last year. And so I, I kind of look at Hunter Renfro maybe to be there in the fifth or the sixth round, uh, to play the slot receiver. And then, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I, I don't know who is going to, who they're going to take. We've got the 106th and the 109th pick. Uh, Mayock in his presser tonight said that he has already received calls about one of those picks. People are wanting to trade up to get one of those. So we may not even take two picks, uh, three picks apart. It may end up that we take one and then trade back and get some more draft picks, which I wouldn't be upset about either. Um, so we'll just have to see how it, how it plays out. Um, I did want to mention that during Mayox presser tonight, uh, they came in today saying they had two goals. They wanted to get Trayvon Mullen, and they wanted to get a couple picks. And so when they were sitting there and Mullen was still there, uh, they said, okay, we're going to trade back. And then he was still there, and they said, okay, let's trade back again and they ended up picking up those two fourth-round draft picks. And I think, didn't they pick up a fifth round or two, or did they already have that one? I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, they they picked up those two fourth-round draft picks, and then they even considered trading those two fourth-round draft picks to move up into the third round, but decided against it. So it'll be interesting wow. to see what happens tomorrow sounds like they hit their mark today they got more picks plus they got Mullen, and uh that's that's what they wanted to do and they got it done so i'm not i'm not upset yeah for a first
2: time gm i mean mike mayock's running this thing like he's done it for years i mean i think he's done a great job of getting the players he wanted not reaching but also trading when it's available and getting more picks so I think he's done an excellent job
1: yeah I agree I agree and and going into tomorrow into that fourth round we still I feel like need to address the tight end position as well was a little bit disappointed to see Josh Josh Oliver the tight end out of San Jose uh, State go but there's still Foster the tight end from LSU is there I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if we picked him up uh, defensive end wise, we've still got Christian Miller from Alabama, also Joe Jackson, uh, from the U. Um, also DeAndre Walker, defensive end from Georgia. So there are some options there, I think, for Oakland to be had. Um, obviously to go along with a guy like maybe Hakeem Butler, um, uh, also with those picks. So I, I, I kind of would like to see something like maybe a, um, uh, like a Christian Miller and a, a tight end, like a Foster uh, with our two fourth round picks tomorrow, I think would, would fill some holes because that defensive end position, like I love, I love Cleveland. I think that's fantastic. I think he should develop well, or maybe that's just wishful thinking. I'm hoping he develops uh, going into his second year. It, d- it definitely seemed like he was putting himself in position to make plays. His, his uh, rookie season. Hopefully it'll come. It'll all come together for him. You know, in his second season, but I do think, uh, you know, we do, we still need some help at the defensive end. We need some depth. So picking up one of these guys from Georgia, Alabama or Miami, uh, I think would go a long way um, to helping with that depth and all guys that I feel like uh, could, could start rotating in week one, uh, get some experience, but also be able to contribute without, uh, without dragging that defensive line down, you know, without baby being, you know, a super weak link on uh, uh on the defensive line um so there you have it going into the, you know the, the final day of the draft it'll it'll be interesting to see because yeah it, it sounds like mayock's been pretty methodical he's been pretty kind of surgical he knows what he wants seems like he's been getting it you know the feral pick again it sounded like they were wanting to trade back they couldn't get anything good so they just said you know what we're not gonna we're not gonna you know waste our time we're not gonna uh, roll the dice here. We know we want Farrell. We know he's a leader. We're getting him right here at four. um And they're just kind of pulling the trigger on all these, all these picks. And it seems like so far, and you know, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't looked at their big board. I don't know what they wanted, but it seems like that, like they're they're getting what they want. They're getting and they're filling needs. We're you know we haven't picked. Now I know Tyler will disagree with the running back position, but I feel like we haven't picked a position. Where it's like, what? you know, why did we pick this guy? You know, we didn't get true Locke. We didn't get d k Metcalf, and we're just going, why? we we don't need this. Now, I know Tyler and maybe some of Raider Nation disagrees with the Josh Jacobs pick, But when you think about it, I mean, guys, we had we have Lynch going. Uh, I think DeAndre Washington is out the door as well. I don't see a need to keep him. We've got uh, uh, we got the pocket rocket. Jalen Richard's going to stick around. Um, you know, I, I I'm high on Chris Warren III, but I don't know what what that's going to be like. I haven't seen. Him. I saw him in preseason. You know, I saw him in the offseason. He looks really good, but I've never seen him in a in a in a regular season game. So, do we hinge all our hopes on on? Uh, you know Crowell as well you know I keep forgetting we picked him up on the upside. do we hinge our hopes on Crowell Martin and Chris Warren the third you know I guess maybe you could argue that that yeah that's that's plenty Um, I don't think so though so I like I I like the Josh Jacobs pick there Um, I do think it fills the need I guess I could see the argument against it though Um, so I, I feel like we've got a crowded backfield now What's this going to look like come week one? What do you guys think?
2: Oh, man. If it was up to me, I would say I would keep – oh, God, that's hard. How many did we have last year on the roster? Three or four? We had Lynch, if we had, Dougie well, French. Well, we
1: had four. Yeah, we had yeah, Washington, okay. Richard, Doug Martin, and Lynch.
2: Okay, so yeah, this oh, would wow. be my four if we did. I'd go with Josh Jacobs, Crowell. Chris Warren and Jalen Richard.
1: Yeah, I like it. I, I Tyler, what say you? Are you alive over there? I'm still here. Uh, <laughs> oh
0: it's just cute. Um. <clears throat> oh, there we go. Oh, <laughs> well, for a minute. Uh, dude, I, you need to get yourself
1: some of that sweet Coca-Cola vanilla coke cherry nectar <laughs> dude. you need to get some of that stuff man
0: I'll, I'll help you throw it out do then, yourself a favor i'm gonna go grab one and then i need i i wanted to talk about a possible tight end uh but i think perch did you say crowell warren jacobs richard See, si, senor yeah that's what i like too
1: Yeah, I think, I, and honestly, uh, and I know I'll, I'll kind of get murdered for this. I wasn't a huge fan of re-signing uh, 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 Jalen Rashard. I, I just, I, I don't know. I think it's the fumbles. Um, he'll have a big play here and there, but I feel like for the most part, it, it's. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I don't. I'm not a huge fan. I, I, don't, I can't put my finger on it. I guess maybe it's the fumbles, and that just gets me. I feel like, I feel like anytime we saw Oakland getting momentum in a game. I swear that guy would fumble the ball. It was either him or Doug Martin. So I think you got to get rid of Doug Martin. You got to get rid of DeAndre Washington. If, if we if if Crowell didn't make the roster by the by week one, that wouldn't hurt my feelings either. Um, uh, uh, Birch, you're looking at me in in disdain.
2: I don't know what Tyler is up to right now.
1: Oh, okay. We're worried about Tyler because I sounds like he's on his life. Sounds like oh, this is the is. last podcast with Tyler. <laughs>
0: Uh, because <laughs> it sounds like he's over. on his deathbed over there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta do it for the millions,
1: yeah, Nicole yeah. Hey, you're sounding better over there. I got um,
0: myself some orange vanilla coke,
1: the, the unofficial sponsor of the podcast. Well done, well done, yes. Um, but uh, uh, uh and I, I don't mind Doug Martin if Doug Martin's gone. I know Doug Martin had his moments last year and he definitely had some good games, but um, I'd rather see Chris Warren third, Josh Jacobs. Uh, and I guess Jalen Rashard. Those would be my three, um, and then, but I think Crowell might sneak on there as well. Um, I, th- I think what you're going to end up having is Crowell, Chris Warren third, and Washington all vying for what would probably be that third spot would be my guess because with the early signing or re-signing of uh, Jalen Richard, that would have, in my book and Marshawn Lynch leaving – that would put Jalen Richard at least at number two. Uh, obviously, we'll see. Um, we haven't even entered any of the off-season <clears throat> programs as far as that goes. Um, but I don't know. I don't know, uh, Tyler. You you agreed with Birch on his on who who you wanted starting in the backfield. Yes. <laughs> and I, I just That's want to point out. I
2: don't think I think we might be sleeping a little bit on. Crowell, and if we are, if we aren't, then I'll eat Crow. But I mean, the dude he played for the Browns and the Jets, not very productive teams when he played for them. But he still was able to get some good chunks of yards. And I mean, last year he did put up over 200 yards of total offense against the Broncos. I wouldn't sleep so much on Crowell. Put had some good, some good runs and some some good time. I think I would prefer. Him over Doug Martin. He's he, Crowell's only twenty five or twenty six, I do believe. Martin's pushing that thirty. Yeah. So I, yeah. I would say, don't sleep on Crowell.
1: Don't sleep on Crowell. I like it. I like it. And I, I'm. I'll tell you right now, I'm sleeping heavy on Crowell. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll I know, know both you and Tyler uh, I, I would, and
2: Josh Jacobs.
1: I Tyler. know. I know. I so yeah. so I I, yeah. I might have to be eating crow there, and I'll be the first to admit it. Uh, if if Coyle busts out and he and he's carves himself out a role. Um, that would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. So we'll just have to wait and see. Guys, any more draft news? Any predictions? Anything else before we wrap up this pot?
2: I predict that the Raiders will take a football player tomorrow. At I least one.
1: Like it. At least one. There you go. There you go. I like it. Tyler, you got anything else for the nation? <clears throat>
0: Let me see. There it is. I found my voice a little bit. Um, Here's a tight end to look at maybe in the seventh round. Uh, His name is Keenan Brown. He started off as a wide receiver at Oklahoma State uh, and then had to transfer to Texas State, turned into a tight end. He's 6'2", 250, Ran a 4.75 with a 117-inch broad jump, a 33-inch vertical jump, and a 7.27-second three-cone drill. He has really good hand because he used to be a wide receiver. He runs routes really well because he was a wide receiver, Uh, but he did not. So this past year at Texas State, had 51 receptions. 577 yards for an 11.3 average and five touchdowns. He's a bit of a project, but in the sixth, seventh round, that's what you're looking for are those projects and possibilities. Also want to give a shout out to our, our friend Quay Rose. I hope to hear his name tomorrow at some point as yes. well. And uh, keep that dream alive for that for our for our friend over there, so good luck, Absolutely. Quay. And uh, yeah, I think that's all I've got. But watch for Keenan Keenan Brown from Texas State. I like it. I like it.
1: Well, Birch, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Finally, after many moons, and <laughs> and getting on and talking some football with us. As always, we're not going to let you go until you answer. Wait, 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 one more. Wait, I changed my mind. No, go for it. About a
2: player. So Tyler said he didn't like him at the combine, but I'm a little bit of a homer. He's still out there. Tight end from Utah State, Dax Raymond. Um,
0: Because you're from Utah State. Uh, uh,
2: Yes, so that's why I had to have a shout out. But he's, (laughs) I mean, he's a good receiver and he's not afraid to mix it up in the trenches. Um, Receiving tight end. I mean, I think we could use another tight end, but just another name to watch out for later.
0: What about oh, uh, the, the running back from Utah State? Oh,
2: Darwin Thompson?
0: Darwin Thompson.
2: Oh, Gall. I don't know. Yeah, I'm surprised he's still. Well, I'm not surprised. I, I, I could see him being 6th, 7th, maybe even undrafted. So I don't know.
1: There you go. There you go. Keep an eye out, Raider Nation. Uh, especially for that tight end, because that's still a need for Oakland. Birch. Before you get out of here, I am gonna give you uh, the life-altering question that we give every guest on the show, uh, and it is different every week, and it's oh never. I don't think Bert, Tyler has this ever been football-related.
0: Nope. Never.
1: No, I don't think so. Now you might start hearing these kinds of questions popping up in other podcasts as we've recently found out. But remember, this is origin. This is this is originated. Found its origins. Its roots. In the behind the eyes podcast, so
0: those often imitated, never duplicated.
1: Yes, exactly. So um, just remember that Raider Nation as you venture out into other podcasts that uh, this is original content right here, right here. So, Birch, here's your question: 2019, the the movie landscape for 2019 is actually looking pretty decent. I'm looking at a lot of movies. Obviously, the big one right now, endgame. If you're into the if you're into uh you know the, the comic book series, into the superheroes. We have uh uh the Godzilla King of the Monsters coming out this summer. We also even have the 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 kind of the Joker Origins movie coming out in October. There uh, John Wick three is coming out. I'm just looking at the landscape, going, man, for the first time in a long time. I feel like there are actually, like, I feel like going to the movie theater. I'm like, wow, there are actually some decent movies here that have piqued my curiosity. So, Birch, what movie, you have to pick one, what movie are you going to go see in 2019? Oh, well, I'll just skip, well, I'm going to Endgame on Monday.
2: Work rented out a movie theater, but this may sound a little childish. However, my favorite Disney movie is The Lion King. And they're coming out with the live version of The Lion King. And I think that is going to be really good. That's like the one it. that I'm kind of looking forward to see. Um, I kind of like the Disney remakes of with the live versions. Yeah. So that's what I'm going with.
1: I like it. You know, and I forgot, I mean, I failed to mention that. I mean, they had Dumbo come out recently. Again, if you are a Disney connoisseur, um, they're also got the Aladdin coming out, if I'm not mistaken, gentlemen, uh, is another live version coming out this year, as well as the Lion King. So Tyler, same question goes to you. You can only see one of these movies that are coming out in 2019. Which one are you going to go see?
0: Endgame. Oh, man.
2: <laughs> end end there is Endgame right now. Yeah, I'm right. at time. the end of the road.
0: Uh, I'm oh going to God. see The Avengers Endgame tomorrow night at 9.50 p.m. Uh, and it's a three-hour movie. I'm probably going to get home at one thirty in the morning. And uh, I'm really excited anyways because I hear that it's really good. So if I got to see one movie this year, that would be it.
1: I like it. I like it for me, uh, just because I've seen the whole series and I gotta see how it finishes. It has to be John Wick three. Uh, I've seen the first two, really enjoyed them, and uh, I would have to watch the final chapter of the John Wick series. So if there was one movie that I was gonna go to the theater to watch, albeit I would probably be by myself because my wife has little interest in that sort of movie. Um, I would be sitting by myself with popcorn, uh, smuggled in candy. And a big uh, sixty-four ounce Coca Cola um, oh, yeah. at uh, at the movie theater watching John Wick three. So, anywho, gentlemen, final day of the draft tomorrow. Raider Nation. By the time you listen to this, I'm sure you all have watched the entire draft. We will know what's gone on. Hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast so far. Hope you guys have enjoyed the picks. Again, get a hold of us. Tell us your thoughts on the draft. By this time, you're going to know who we've picked. The the entire layout. Give us a call 208 557 9771 or direct message us on Twitter at behind ipatch or look for us on Facebook, behind the eye patch page on Facebook. Give us a shout, give us your thoughts. We're always putting up. I love polls. I put polls up all the time on Facebook. So, and of and of course on the Twitter, uh, uh, on the Twitter page, Tyler's always posting great content, links to good content, good articles, and uh, you can find all of your news and needs for the Raider Nation soon to be the Vegas Raiders uh through both sites. So Raider Nation, Birch, thank you so much for joining us finally. We appreciate your time. Appreciate you, you finally getting us. on here. And, and we're gonna do it again. Mark my words, Raider Nation, because if, if I've got one guess, the, the nation has heard Birch and they're gonna want more, if if I'm gonna if, if I guess this correctly. So Thanks so much, Raider Nation. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate the support. We will see you in the next episode.
0: Just win, baby.